Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for allowing us to be in your house. Lord, we thank you for the love that reminds us, your love that reminds us that you have not forgotten about us. That in the midst of life, wherever it may be, good, bad, or indifferent, we recognize, Lord, your hand in our lives. And so as we look into your word this morning, Lord, as we hear your voice, remind us even in the midst of dark, you are the light. You are the hope of a better tomorrow. Thank you for your love. In your name we pray. Amen. Anybody ever read Lamentations? Come on, raise your hand if you read Lamentations. Hi, there we go. Pretty, pretty exciting book, huh? The joke was uh, when, I, when I first read it uh, in June, it was like, I'm going to preach a series uh, in Lamentations. There's five chapters. I love like five, four or five uh, week sermon series. But I got to reading and really looking and I'm like, man, this, this is heavy. And um, I want you to think just a little bit about what Lamentations is in the Bible for, right? Because if you've read it, you quickly figure out it's depressing. Jeremiah, you know, he was kind of a, he had a kind of a rough, uh, a rough job to do. And when he wrote Lamentations, he's really just remembering all the pain and all the sorrow and all the things that are just rough in life. And you got to ask yourself, talk about a Debbie Downer. Why did he write it? Why did he record it? Why is it in the Bible? But as you think about it, we think about the, the thought that if we don't remember the tough times, we won't enjoy the good times. If we don't remember those areas of life that haven't gone well, we won't be able to enjoy with the same fervor the, the good things. And God's people needed to be reminded of the errors of the ways, the, the times in life where things didn't go well. And I want to share what we're going to read today is honestly the most hopeful piece in the whole book. Uh, and, and it's excellent uh, for us to think about. Lamentations three sixteen through 32. Starts off a bit rough. It says, He's broken my teeth with gravel. He has trampled me in the dust. I have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. And so I say, My splendor is gone and all that I had hoped for from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering and the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet I call, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Read that again. And yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope, because the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait on him. The Lord is good to those who hope in Him. To the one who seeks Him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. 
It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion, for so great is his unfailing love. May God add his blessing to the reading of this word as we continue singing this morning. Thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for the reminder that you are with us, that you never leave us nor forsake us, that you don't walk away or turn your back. Lord, in those dark moments, remind us of your love. Lord, even though we feel that we're in the valley of the shadow of death, we recognize that you are with us. And we are thankful. Thank you for your love and your care every moment of the day, even when we are not following the way you would have us. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And if you're young, you can run. Kenny, you too. I got it. Thank you. Veronica, you can run too. Oh, come on. You have to run, though. You have to run in church. There you go. Good job. You too, Dan Hoyt. You can run. No one was injured yet. <laughs> so this morning, if uh, just a reminder, um, we we're kind of going through a, a series of, um, well, I, like I said last week, and maybe you weren't here last week, I just want to, just so you understand where we're at, um, we're going through a series of some, of some scriptures that are kind of hard, uh, hard to, uh, to navigate, hard to think about, scriptures that God has put in my, in my path in the last couple months. Um, and just so you know, I just want to be clear, um, these are for me. So I, I'm preaching the next three weeks, last week and this week, next two weeks, um, for me. And that being said, like these are where God has got me right now, where he's been speaking in my life and what he's been speaking to me about. And so I'm hoping um, that you get something out of it, but really that's not my goal. My goal is for me uh, uh, to be reminded uh, that in these passages where God's faithfulness and his truth uh, and the story that he has uh, for me in my moment, in this moment of my life, and so hopefully though it's more, it's bigger than that, right? I, I say all of that, but the reality is this: uh, my goal, my hope is that you too, in your struggles, in your trials, in your problems, uh, in those dark days and hard times, that we can that we can come to that spot um, where we recognize God is working in our life. And so today we're going to talk about lamentations or, or lament. And I just want to talk a little bit about what is lament, right? So what do you think lament is? What does it mean, do you think, to lament? Mourning, yes, mourning. Sorrow, weeping. Anybody like this stuff? No, come on. What's different from lament and complaining? Any thoughts? Legitimacy. Legitimacy? What? What do you mean? Uh, 
Okay. More of a, so complaining would be more whining. Uh, lament would be a, a legitimate complaint. What's that? Despair, yeah. So any other thoughts? What's the difference between lament and complaining? Not that Glenn's answer wasn't a good one. What's that? Emotions, okay, yeah. We're going to talk about emotions today. Who likes emotions? Yeah, me too. I like joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, yeah. Yeah, I know that one. So, so let me help you understand, and, and, um, and I will tell you, I'd love to tell you that I have it all figured out, but I don't. Uh, this, is, this is a great book, and I've, I've been thinking about this. If uh, maybe doing an elective comes spring or uh, January, if you have an interest in going through a, a book on lament, um, see me, because I'm, if I can get a group, we might do this book in, a, in an elective for Sunday school. Anyway, I want to share what this book has been teaching me. And this is, this is a great book. And I'll leave it up here. You can take a look at it. It's called, a terrible name, but other than that, it's great. It's called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. And I could never remember if it was Dark Mercy, Deep Clouds. It drives me crazy. But I finally figured it out. And, and this is a guy uh, that talks about lamentations and, the un, and understanding the lament, the idea of this. Lament is different than complaining or um, or whining, as Glenn would say, because lament looks at it in a different way. Lament says, yes, God, I am in a pickle. I am in the middle of a mess, but I'm going to trust you even when I don't understand. Right? That's, that's the difference between complaining and lament. And so the, the book really does an excellent job, has questions at the end of every chapter. Uh, my daughter and I have been working through that book, and it's been really powerful and helpful to understand that, that lament is okay. We can do that. We can, we can say, God, I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, but I'm going to choose to trust that you have it figured out even if I can't or I won't and I, and I, may, I may never understand. Right? That's what lament is. It's choosing to trust that God. It's what we see in the psalm, most of the psalmists, right? God, I'm really upset about this situation, and this is, a, this is a mess, and I don't like this, and yet I call on you. God, I'm calling you out. I'm asking you to help me understand that even in the midst of not understanding, what you're doing, right? And we may not get that answer, and yet it gives us a place to be able to cry out to God and to say, God, I, I, want, I want to be okay with the things in life that aren't okay, the things that don't make sense. And I'm going to trust you even in those moments when it's not okay. Dave, I got something for you. It's okay not to be not okay. <laughs> I was thinking about what Dave said last week, and, and I want to, I want to, um, I appreciate Dave's concern, don't get me wrong, I, I, but you know, I want to challenge us uh, as a church, because, you know, a lot of times people ask, like, how are you? Well, and I'm, I'm you know, sometimes my smart mouth gets in the way, and I want to say smart mouth things, and I know I shouldn't, so I got to be good. But I, I'm okay. But there's a hole. And there's a hole no one will fill. 
And so to understand that, you have to understand that I'm just okay. And it's okay to just be okay. And it's okay or maybe not to just not even be okay. And even in all of those emotions, which I'm feeling even right this moment, we recognize that lament is all about crying out to God, about, about talking about how we feel. You know, because I didn't get anybody to raise their hand that said they liked their emotions. All I got was a head nod. I was like, mm, nah, no thanks. I want to challenge you to come to terms with the fact that God has given you emotions. He did not create a whole sanctuary full of robots. And anyone who tells me, well, I don't cry or I don't have emotions, I'm going to challenge you. You do. And maybe you're just too scared to share them. I jokingly say in counseling a lot, I think a lot of times people are afraid, if I shed one tear, I will never stop crying again. Right? So no way can I let one tear out. Because if I let one out, holy cow, what will happen Niagara Falls will be coming out of my face. God gave us emotions. We feel that pain, that hurt, the sorrow, the joy. We feel those things because God gave them to us. And, and I, I want to challenge you that you are not living the full Christian life if you are not feeling the emotions God gave you. Now, obviously, there's a balancing act, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I want you to learn to make space for those emotions. To make space in your life. You know why some people, this guy, if there's one lesson I am learning in this time in my life, I used to sit in my chair for no more than three minutes. No matter what was on TV, no matter what was going on. I'd sit in that chair, I'd be like, ah, I need a cup of coffee. I'd get up, get a cup of Oh, I think I need some chips. Oh, I think I got to go to the bathroom because I just drank the coffee, right? <laughs> I could go out in the garage and get something, right? I, I, I learned now over time that I never stopped. I never stopped long enough to feel emotions. And anytime there was this time where there might be emotions, I would run from those emotions, I, I would get to the point where I was like, no, thank you. I don't need those emotions. Well, in this time in life, it's me and the dogs. And I got lots of time to sit around in my emotions. And you know what? It's been one of the healthiest things that's happened in my life. Sitting in my emotions, crying those tears, smiling, whatever. It doesn't matter what emotions I, I shared but getting in those emotions and in limitations where Jeremiah says, I remember my affliction and my wandering and the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. No one likes to be there. You, right? No one likes to be there. But what's the value? What's the value of our emotions? Why did God give us emotions? It's to help us recognize that we are not robots. That we do love others. We understand love so much better when there's sorrow with it. We recognize that, that love is a very powerful thing and that God's love is overwhelmingly powerful. But it wouldn't mean anything if, there, if we didn't understand the hurt 
If we didn't understand that sin separated us from God, and that hurt is what keeps us from him. And that we need Jesus. It wouldn't matter that Jesus went to the cross. Now, I know we sit in a church and we're like, well, and, and I've said it a hundred times, right? Be careful with your feelings. Sometimes they're not real. Not, not that they're not real. Sometimes they will uh, cause us to be in a spot maybe we don't want to be. Or, but I want to challenge you to balance out your faith with your feelings. To allow yourself to have emotions. And if you don't believe me or you're struggling with that concept of, of do I really have emotions? Or uh, maybe, well, you have emotions. Maybe you're just overly emotional. Or I don't have them. Uh, nah. Look at the psalmists. Look at David in, when he's writing these, these songs and he's pouring out his heart. He had a lot of emotions. And, and I believe that God honored that, uh, especially in his younger days when he said uh, it was a man after God's heart, right? I believe that in the early days of David, he, he was following hard after God. He was seeking God in those lonely times when he was out there herding sheep all by himself. He struggled some in the end, but he still was after God. He still went after. And so I want to challenge you that it's okay to have emotions. Now we're going to have a really quick Bible study. Somebody want to look up John 15, 11. Just so you know, Brian, do you have it? You the man, Brian. Let's do it, buddy. Found it. What's it say? Really? Who wrote that? Who said it? Who was I? Jesus. So Jesus had joy. Right? How about the next one? Anybody got the next one? If you haven't figured out, I'm going to go down the line. It's going to take a, about three minutes, but we're going to do this because it's important. Jesus, Dan, did you memorize that, Dan? <laughs> Dan, you get a gold star. <laughs> and I get a gold star for getting Dan Hoyt to talk in the sanctuary. That's all I can say. <laughs> You're the man, Dan. <laughs> it was Jesus. Oh, so Jesus was happy and sad. Anybody got the next one? Yeah, Jesus was mad. You know that story? Jesus is mad when they're like, get these little kids out of here. Right? It's, it's, this is for adults only. And Jesus was like, no way. No. They, bring the little children. So Jesus got angry. You think he ever got surprised? When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turned to the crowd following him and said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith in Israel. He's, he's, it says amazed in, in Mark's, uh, and I think it says amazed in mine as well, but the idea is Jesus was blown away by the, the faith of the centurion, right? This guy had faith. How about scared? Anybody, you think Jesus ever got scared? God incarnate, do you think he got scared? Anybody? Anybody got the scripture? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's, that's when he's in Gethsemane, the night he knows what's coming, and he knows it's coming fast, and he's in Gethsemane praying and overwhelmed with sorrow. He understood um, what was about to happen. You might say, well, is he, was he really scared? Well, there are, there are some who say that, uh, that he sweated blood, right? There's a lot of uh, that, that idea um, that Jesus was, he knew what was coming. How about disgusted? Anybody you think Jesus has been disgusted? Thank you. Like that's that's the that's the scripture where he's flipping the tables over, right? <clears throat> Blows the tables over. He's mad. He's disgusted at, at what they they were they took the sanctuary or the the temple and they and they were making it a flea market. <laughs> they were they were selling things um, and making money, not just I mean because people needed sacrifice, but they were they were doing it um, not in a, a wholesome way. And Jesus was not happy about the situation. And so, do you think that Jesus had any emotion? I just picked, those are just six emotions. I just picked those, and I found some scriptures that connected with them. The reason I'm showing you that is this. If Jesus, God incarnate, can have emotions and walk through life feeling those emotions, we too have those emotions. And sometimes we like to repress those emotions. We like, we're afraid, the, the tear thing, right? Jesus wept for his, his brother Lazarus, his friend who had died. He wept for his friends who were crying in the midst of that. Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, had emotions. Please don't tell me you don't have emotions. Let me challenge you to find a spot to sit in quiet. And that's what this passage is talking about. You need to sit in quiet and feel those emotions and ask yourself why they're there and what, what's going on and what value do they have in your life. Lament is, is sitting in those emotions, even if they're hard. The book has been powerful for me in, in just stopping long enough to ask the hard questions. Why does this hurt so deeply? Psalm 62.8 says, trust in him at all times, people. Pour your heart out before him. God is a refuge for us. Let me challenge you in your faith. Let me challenge you in your Christian walk. If you're not feeling the emotions that God gives you, has given you, and you're not able to, to discern why you have that feeling, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest via this scripture that you're not putting it all out there for God. I'm not asking you to tell me what those emotions are. I'm not asking you to tell your spouse, your kids, your parents. Your I'm, not ask, I'm asking you to take it to God. To have guts enough to, 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 in your prayer life to say, God, I am not okay with this situation. This hurts deeply and I don't like it. I, I, I dare you. Because here's the reality. You're not living the full Christian life. If you won't allow those emotions to be a part of who you are. I've told you. I told you last week. Anybody who's in the praise team knows. I despise my emotions. Three, four, Labor Day weekend, I had a mess I couldn't get out of. Or at least I thought I couldn't get out of. That's how it felt. And I couldn't get a hold of my emotions. And everything in me wanted to run and leave. 
But in that moment, I came to this spot where I realized, yeah, I'm going to slobber on myself. i got a tissue in my pocket every week, and uh, tears dry, and they only leave little stains on my shirt. And I know how to clean that, too. So let me challenge you. Let yourself feel those emotions. Journal. One of the things that's been really helpful for me is journaling what I feel. Journaling those pains and those hurts. Journaling the, God, I don't, I don't like where you've put me. I don't like being lonely. I don't like in, being in this spot. Life feels like a grind and I don't like it. And yet, I'm going to trust that you have me exactly where you want me to be. That's Lament. And in the process of lament, let me encourage you not to lose hope in God. Don't lose hope that God is still working. See, it's easy for us to not want to deal with our emotions. And then we figure out that maybe God did leave us. Maybe there is no God. That's how we feel, right? We feel, and, and I will challenge you. Cry out to God. That's what the psalmist did. They cried out, God, I, Psalm 40. I waited patiently for you, Lord. I've been waiting for you. Where are you? Don't lose hope. Psalm 40 says, He inclined, he heard my cry, and lifted me out of the mud and mire. Lamentations, the Lord is good to those who hope, uh, whose hope is in them. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of our Lord. It's okay to ask the question, Lord, I... Or to, to make the statement, Lord, I really don't understand where you're at or what you're doing. I don't get it. And I still haven't found the verse that says I have to like it. But I trust you. I trust you, God, that you have it figured out. That your plan is way bigger than my plan. That your ideas, your goals, I'm just a small little cog in the middle of all that plan. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know the who's the why's and the where's. And it doesn't matter. It's okay. This is where faith is grown. Faith is not grown uh, on, on, a, on the sunny beaches um, getting a tan. Faith is grown, grown in the grind of life, in the struggles of life, in the trials of life, walking through the difficult times where we need a lamp for our path. That's where faith is grown. If you don't believe me, stop by second service and ask some of those people. Well, we have some in first service too. But ask, ask those who have been around a little longer than you, what made their faith grow hard, the best, the most? Probably smelled a little bit like manure. It's the hard things in our life that make our faith grow. That's, that's where it grows the best. Hebrews 11, the whole faith chapter, this is the first verse. It says, faith is, is being... Uh, sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Right? Being sure of what we don't see. Not being able to see around that corner, but knowing full well that God is in control of the situation. 
And when you lament, I'll ask you to accept God's love in the midst of it. It says, even though he, though he brings grief, he will show compassion. His great, so great is his unfailing love. He's going to show compassion. Give him time to work it through. I don't know about you, but I am, I am not the most patient. I am the least patient. Um, but there's one thing I don't have is the gift of patience. I don't have it at all. Uh, but I recognize that God works in those moments. And, and, and it, it's his timing. His plan. And I'll tell you, I, I've said it a hundred times. I wish I could just hit the fast forward button in life. All right, I'd like to skip 2023 for the rest of the year. I'd like to get to 24. Let's just go. Right? I don't like that song, so I want a different one. That's what I want to do. And I'm pretty unabashed about saying it. I am not a patient person. I probably won't ever be a patient person. God's teaching me patience, and I ain't liking it. He's showing me his love through that. And I, I tried to think of where or what was most naturally, where do we love the most? And so it was a pretty good idea to share a couple pictures of Texas uh, a couple weeks ago and Brooksy and his birthday. Uh, and I can't help but think about love um, through grandchildren. Like I said before, I, I, if I'd have known how good they were, I wouldn't have had kids. <laughs> I'd have just skipped them and went to grandkids. Because you know what? When my kids threw food on the floor to the dog, I got really angry. When my grandson throws food on the floor to the dog, I just laugh. <laughs> Seems like the dog needs to eat too. <laughs> right? Grandkids are awesome. And I, and I have not known, not that I didn't love my kids, but being in the middle of the fray of life and now having grandkids, which you really get to enjoy and spoil and, and, uh, and do all those things that are, are fun uh, without all the responsibility. That's the fun part, right? Enjoying them is, is a... And I believe that God's love is like that for us. He loves us so. He wants us to do the right thing. I want my kids, I don't want my grandkids growing up to be uh, hellions. I want them to be responsible uh, adults when they get there. But, but I think God sees us like we see grandchildren or our children. We want to raise them the right way. We want to teach them the ways and then watch them go. And so his love, it never fails. He's always pointing us in a, the direction he wants us to go. Now, sometimes we get off the path. Sometimes we, we sway or we, we wander to the left or to the right. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we get it, you know, a smack on the butt to point us in a better direction. But his love never fails. And even though we, when we lament, even when, when life is hard and we're, we're challenged where we're at, God still loves us, and at the end of the day, he's, he's drawing us back to Him. He's pointing us in a direction that, that, wants, that drives us back to Him. Sometimes we're not real good at 
catching on. Some of us are a little thick. When I was in Texas uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to a really cool place called Revolving Sushi. <laughs> now, if you like sushi, you'd love the place. If you don't, well, it's a pretty cool place. So this conveyor belt runs past your seat. And you just watch it. For a while, you're just like, oh, that's cool. Hey, the sushi keeps going. It just keeps coming. It never ends. And it, and it goes back and around the other side, and it fills back. It's, there's above that a train that brings out soup and stuff. Comes right to your, your seat and stops, and you grab it. And then there's a robot. It looks like a shopping cart. And when you order something on the line, it comes out and stops and grab your stuff. And, go. and I bet you're like, why does he have this picture up? What does this matter? I feel like sometimes in, in church, in service, we always go to the same spot at the end. And, I, I, and I get to, I'm concerned sometimes that you shut me off when I'm about to give the gospel. Like, oh, wait, I saw that sushi already, right? I'll get it on the next pass. The problem is, like revolving sushi, not every time is it there when it comes back, <laughs> right? The guy behind you might have taken that one, and it's no longer there. And I think all too often we come to church, we, we come in the face of God, and we're, we're, we have to recognize that, that our life is in the balance, that that God has said, hey, come to me. And we're like, you know what? I'm not going to do it today. Don't worry. I'll be here next week, God. And, and when you share next week, maybe I'll be in a better spot. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll not have sinned as much or not felt as guilty. Or, you know what? When I get a little older, maybe I'll do it then. But right now, i got too many things going on to live my faith. And I want to challenge you that all too often... That attitude is, is an attitude that leads to destruction. That all too often we think, well, maybe I'll do it next time. The problem is we don't know if there will be a next time. And God's, God's plan for our life begins today. And so let me challenge you. Let me encourage you that if, if, if you're calling on God, if you're saying, God, I, I want you to be in my life, I, I want to challenge you to do that today, to step out today and call on him. Because I hope you're here tomorrow. I hope I'm here tomorrow. But we all know that there's no guarantees in life. And I don't want you to miss the opportunity that will change your life that will change the way you do life, the way you see life, the w and way better than that, eternity. So if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, I would love to share that with you today. Whether during the time when we take offering, uh, I'll hang out, I'll be in the back, wherever, uh, any of the praise team, <clears throat> Brentley, whoever, would love to share the gospel of Jesus with you. Don't leave this building today without that. It will alter your life forever. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for Jeremiah's reminder of the difficult times in life. And Lord, that even in the midst of things that are hopeless or feel hopeless, that you are still there. 
Lord, I thank you for emotions. You have given us emotions to feel, to be able to, to experience life in a rich way. And Lord, although we don't like to feel those, some of those emotions, Lord, may we get in touch with them and be able to, to understand what we might learn in the midst of them. Lord, remind us how much you love us. Remind us not to lose hope in the difficulties of this world. And Lord, may we trust you and love you and accept the love you have given for us. In your name we pray. Amen.